Today's Unashamed Alcoholic guest is Logan Brown. Logan is a stand-up comedian based in the Ottawa area, and I saw him on stage one night at Yak Yaks, and he mentioned his sobriety. And I thought, I'm going to go talk to this guy afterwards. And he agreed to be a guest on the podcast, and that's where we are today. Super excited for this guest. Nothing makes me happier than being able to laugh and talk about sobriety. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Logan. So Logan, thanks so much for joining me to chat on the Unashamed Alcoholic today. It was a pleasure to meet you at Yuck Yucks the other night. And now we get to have a fun chat about sobriety. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So just to kind of get started here, I always ask people, uh, you know, do you count days? Do you, are you open about that? Do you like, how do you celebrate if you do uh, your, your sobriety? Uh, yeah, so I just I go month to month, really. Um, it's the 29th of each month. And this, uh, this 29th coming up, September 29th will be my full, first full year. That's uh, awesome. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Fun. How so. do you feel like coming up to a year? Uh, good. It's harder than I thought it would be in the last year. It's almost like, um, like the more you work out, the more you're like, oh, I don't really feel like I've got a good baseline now. So I don't really feel like working out today. You know, like that's that yeah. uh, how I'm feeling a little bit, but okay. uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So. And how do you like see that year date, you know, in 10 days, right? If I can count properly. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see that like rolling out? Like, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty low key, so I probably won't do anything other than maybe give myself a little pat on the back. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm I'm I have mixed feelings about it because I'm I'm proud of myself, but it's like it's one year of many, so I don't want to mm. celebrate too much in the sense that like, oh, this is some crazy achievement that I've done that I need to pour all of this emphasis and energy into. Where it's mm. like, no, it's just another day for the rest of my life, and I have to stick with this sort of thing. You know, interesting. That's an interesting yeah. perspective on it. So, how, when you look back at the last year, do you think like do you feel, you know, like your whole life has changed? Like, how do you how do you think about that you, this past year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a logical decision for me to quit drinking even before it came to because I never my issue was I never really hit a rock bottom. And mm-hmm. I was always so happy whenever I would drink that it, there were no real like when I did it, people were very like, really? Like, you mm. really think you had an issue? And it's like, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't know when when you're when you're shit faced on a Wednesday and you have to be up at six on a, on a Thursday, it's yeah. a problem, you know? Yeah. Like, but, uh, so that, that was, uh, it's, it's been interesting for sure. I've quit before in the past and then just lied to myself about mm-hmm. whether or not I could be the type of guy to just have one drink. Mm, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm, I'm 26. So the first time that I quit, I would have been like 19, 20. Mm-hmm. So I chalked that reckless drinking up to just being that age. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back into it, it was very much a situation where I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm a guy. I could just come home and have a beer after work. And Mm -hmm. it's like, but I work every day. So, you know, and then (laughs) I was also a full-time musician. So I would drink because it's expected of me to sell drinks at a venue. And and not that that's not expected of me now, but I can stand on my own two feet and say, have boundaries or at least have a near beer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, exactly. So what brought you to the point of, deciding that, you know, I'm going to stop for good. I mean, Uh, especially if you say you didn't hit like a a rock bottom, so to speak. Yeah, it was the dependency. Like it Mm. became like a Pavlovian thing because I struggle Mm -hmm. with addiction in everything. I Mm -hmm. was never into hard drugs, thankfully, but I struggle with addiction to food. I associate, uh, you know, things like McDonald's with like my childhood when my dad would get paid on a Friday, we would have a McDonald's day. And so I Mm -hmm. associate that with happiness. Mm. Addicted to comedy. It's a very, this, what I do is so fun 
that the 15 minutes, like the 23 hours and 45 minutes I'm not on stage is just a fucking misery to me. Oh, excuse me. It's just a, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a misery to me. So, yeah. um, so yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, so do you think like in, in stopping drinking, do you find you've replaced that with anything else? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, definitely been food and, and comedy have been the big things. Hmm. That's I, I mean, I mind mine was kind of like sugar. I went into uh, sugar, like uh, candy and, and like, that's what gives me happiness now is like, uh, you know, <laughs> which is, I, I mean, that's another thing where I'm like trying to manage and control my sugar addiction and intake and uh, trying to f- say like, okay, well, I, if I, I'm going to quit all sugar and then I don't want to do that uh either because that's what brings me joy now so right, <laughs> I can figure right it's not as bad as drinking so i'll i'll keep this up it's interesting that you kind of you kind of like say you know you're you have addiction in in a, in a lot of places in in life i feel like i'm similar like i have like i go totally balls to the wall and in, in everything you know like it's yeah, yeah. whatever you're going to present me with i'm going to do it yeah hard and go hard <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah i think uh i mean I have ADHD too, which like is the the learning disability that is just perfect for starting and stopping and either going 100% or going not at all. Um, so that's been a learning curve as well, because it's like, I can pinpoint when the addiction takes over. Um, and now I also need to keep that in mind when anything else pop, you know, any type of obsession in my head pops in, into, uh, you know, pop, pops up in my life. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to be, need to be conscientious of this because this is going to be a problem forever. You know? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So you think that when you say you didn't have like a, a rock bottom, so to speak, I mean, that's what I thought. I thought like, oh, for a really long time, I couldn't be an alcoholic because I hadn't had like the stereotypical rock bottom of like losing my kids or getting a DUI or, right. you know, all these things. So, I mean, my quote unquote rock bottom was waking up one morning hung over and being like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was, that's, that was mine. I mean, it could have been something if I'd waited another few years, something worse for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the moment where you were like, I can't, I don't want to do this yeah, it was the dependency for sure. Like mm-hmm. every every night I would come home, I would get off work and I would, uh, especially during the pandemic, because again, ADHD kicked in and I started getting really obsessed with different whiskeys and like what mm-hmm. makes it, what's the differentiation between a whiskey and a rye and, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. So I got so into that that I would start to, I would buy a whole bunch. It was the first time having like actual government job money. Right. You know, I'd been a musician for so long. It's like you, you're either loaded or you're just like a 10 you know, 10 missed paychecks away from being on the streets. So it was my first time having a, a decent job. I got obsessed with all these different whiskeys and I would try some every night and then trying one glass became two and then two became three and then three became it's Wednesday at nine o'clock and I am yeah. hammered and I have to go deliver someone's mail tomorrow. <laughs> like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then doing comedy because I live an hour outside of Ottawa, I had to drive in when I first started three to five nights every week. And it just became like, logistically, this doesn't work. Clearly, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not getting the shakes or anything. But I do have a dependency on this to like settle down at the end of the night. This, this initiates now I can relax because it's the end of the night. And I can just enjoy, uh, you know, my my girlfriend's company or whatever. And uh, so I had, I did a, a yucks show uh, September 29th of last year, mm. I did a live stream and I took a shot. And then that was the last time any alcohol has ever been. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And do you feel like, so, you know, the circles you're in, like, I, I guess, you know, if you're still part of anything musically or, you know, the, the, the comedy um, group or, you know, anything like that, like where you're surrounded by people who maybe that's more part of the, I guess, maybe assumed that that's what you do, or that's how you unwind afterwards, that sort of thing. Has it been hard to be part of that and not drink? No. Um, yes and no. Like, again, over the last couple of weeks, yes, it's been a little bit more difficult. Like, I find if I'm sitting at the bar or if I see, like, especially some of the, like, the crappier beer, like Michelob Ultra or something like that, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that, that would hit the spot right now. That's for sure. You know, nothing of quality. It's always the stuff that I used to go for anyways, because I was a broke musician. So it's right. like looking at, you know, PBR and I'm like, oh, man, my arm's starting to itch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, everyone's, I find everybody really supportive. Like even the guys nice. that, the, like the comics that, and that's the thing is like comedians are so, once you're in, they're so nice. Everyone mm-hmm. is so nice and, and you expect them to be, oh, it's nothing but offensive jokes and like, <laughs> but it's like one of my, like one, one of my like comedy gurus is a guy named Bobby Kanoff and that guy, mm-hmm. he's like, he's an Ottawa based comedian and a yucks headliner mm-hmm. and checks in with me like every week, just asking me how my mental health is doing and if I'm okay. And, mm. and he's also sober. So like we, connect on that level Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah he's a a great dude and all of my comedy friends are just like stellar people that are you know hey if if you need me to have a a soda instead of a beer i'll have a soda instead of a beer if Hmm. if you want to hang around so it's yeah they're very nice it's nice to because you know it is a certain kind of connection you feel were you were you worried about sharing that uh before you started talking about it no, no, I've no, because I've always been super just open about everything. So mm-hmm. the only time it ever becomes like a barrier is if I'm dealing with like an inebriated audience member right. of some sort, because right. it's like, that's the thing. If you did a good job, they try to buy you a shot. And it's like, mm. this person just spent $6 on me. You know, <laughs> I, I feel terrible. But yeah. like, if it's if there's anything other than water in there, yeah, I, like I can't do it. So right. And okay, so when I saw you the other week, and you said, you know, that you'd stopped drinking and a number of months ago, and and I just, I mean, Fred, I was just like immediately like, oh, I'm going to go talk to him afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and not just to like get you on as a guest, because that's totally your call if you want to do that, but more to be like, Hey, I think that is so fucking great that you are talking about this openly because like, you know, I'm sitting in the audience of pr- surrounded by mostly drunk people, um, right. being like, Hey, that's my people up there. Like, that's awesome. I'm so glad he's saying this. And then for a second, you know, you kind of freeze going, Oh, is this going to be like a, where's this joke going? Is yeah. it going to be at my expense somehow? But you know, it's, it's not. You were just honest and it was great. Yeah. Like, yeah. How did you decide to start talking about that in your set, like in your routine? Um, there wasn't because you just you just talk about what you know. Like, I find that that's the funniest mm-hmm. stuff. And I make a point to not go to political or anything like that. Like, I don't I'm not one of those guys. It's like, here's my perspective on life and I need to connect <laughs> with you on that. It's just there's so many people that are one better than that at, mm-hmm. than I am or better at that than I am. Mm-hmm. And and two, it's just that's just not my my thing. I don't need to I don't need you to know that I am either right wing or left wing or down the middle. Like I, I'm 26 years old. What am I going to I have a mustache. I can't talk about anything. <laughs> Right, like, you don't you don't want my opinion on anything other than Hawaiian shirts, you know. Um, so it just it was just a matter of of oh I know I am sober 
I think I'm funny enough that I'll be able to write a funny joke that like picks mm-hmm. on myself for being mm-hmm. sober to anyone else that's out there being like, because I've, I've done that. That's usually my opening joke. Mm-hmm. So I've done that joke. And before people can settle into the punchline, they've gone, boo. But it's <laughs> by the time I hit the punchline, it's like, okay, everybody's on board. Like anyone right. else who's sober is like, oh, cool. Another one of me. I can exactly. identify with this guy. And anyone who's not sober is like, ha, it's funny that he called himself boring. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, you're, you're a bit of self deprecation there yeah yeah have you had um people come up to you afterwards like how i did and just be like hey me too no actually you're the first one yeah no well yeah, usually other comedians like we can we'll talk about it and get real afterwards but mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah it's uh you were the, the first one. Oh, good that's yeah. cool i hope there is others afterwards i mean there's for sure people out there who aren't drinking too and they're just like oh good like that's awesome and you know i mean i don't know about you but when i when i would first tell people and even still to an extent now uh i'd be like oh god like what are what are they going to think about me you know like if i say i'm an alcoholic like they're going to are they going to think less of me so you know whenever you hear someone who for sober for whatever reason is just like hey that's great like and that's my that's what i think too so i'm kind of getting used to like that's even people who don't have a drinking problem like they're they're like that's great because you're sharing something that's kind of vulnerable so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think that that's, I think it should be more like that. You shouldn't yeah. have to have this like, I was ready to, I had the gun in one hand and the <laughs> bottle in the other. Like, it sh- you don't have to be like that. Like, it's also <laughs> exactly just like, you can look at the back of the label and be like, I don't need 200 extra calories of wheat. Yeah, <laughs> along with my meal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need, I don't need to drink a, a like, uh, 16 ounces of gluten right now like that's that's not that's, <laughs> well that I mean that's cool. what we're like we're so trained and and we, we are brought up in our society to think that we just need alcohol to accompany every single thing we do that yeah. when you don't have that you know it's just like people are just like oh like what's wrong with you well you know nothing you know you can you know you can like go to a wedding a party a barbecue a baby shower, a Friday night, whatever, without drinking, like, and it's just unheard of. It's just not a thing until you don't do it. And then it's just like, people just don't even recognize that that's an option, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And like, I can see for anybody that's, you know, maybe has like a social anxiety thing where once you get the liquor in you, that kind of takes that away. I can yeah. see that that is a more difficult conversation to have with yourself. Um, but yeah, it, it really is like a, a matter of you don't need if you need to have like if you need to walk around for the placebo effect of just having like a, a drink with you like Coca Cola is great you know if yeah you exactly if you don't like the sugar Coke Zero tastes just as good you know <laughs> the like placebo effect I think is a huge a huge part of it because you, I mean that's just kind of realizing that you can get through all of these moments without drinking you know like I mean yeah. I, I couldn't have imagined going to like a stand up show or a hockey game or a concert without drinking. I mean, when I, I always say like when I first stopped drinking, I was like, well, I'll never go to a concert again. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. You know, like if I'm not going to throw up into my hand at the end of it, why would I go and do any of this? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you realize you can. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like what to do with my hands is like a big thing. Like that's I when you talk to smokers, it's like a lot of the time it's like, yeah, okay, the chemical addiction is gone after the first three days. Yeah. But I'm constantly doing this without even having a cigarette in my hands. It's just like I don't know what to do with my right hand every 15 seconds. So yeah. And that's that what I, a lot of people in pictures are, you know. 
I find now as I, as a non-drinker, uh, you know, especially like online dating, I'm looking at like <laughs> the amount of people who pose with drinks alone in their hand. Uh, I watched it like I was at Backstreet Boys the other night. God, I'm just sharing all these embarrassing things about myself right <laughs> yeah, now. Backstreet Boys are great. Like, yeah, <laughs> they are. Backstreet men, I think at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, you know, I watched people pose for pictures and they did that like lean in, show the drink. Like, you know, I just thought like, it's so funny how we make it the focal point of things. And like in, in online dating pictures, it's like one person, like showing their cocktail or showing their beer, like posed beside with their head down beside like a bunch of liquor bottles. And I mean, you just think like how funny that it's such a focal point, Yeah, you know, for uh, what we do, even in pictures and how we, how we present ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. The concert thing is an interesting one too, because it's a thing to complain about the price of drinks, but it, it's like, that's, that's second nature, but saying, oh, it's 20 bucks for a Heineken. I'd rather not. That, that never happens. That's not an it's, option. It's I'll always pay like, it. yeah, no, I'm here's your angry. 20 bucks, you, you friggin', you thief, you know, but. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to drink this and not be happy about it. But yeah, 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 exactly. Not drinking. It was never an option. I know people that, all the time about the prices at the. Uh, sends games, you know, like how much a beer is. I mean, I, I remember th- saying the same thing. I'd be like, I have to bring $75 just to drink beer at the hockey game. Like the nerve, you know, yeah. not drinking was <laughs> as if, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's so true. So true. Yeah. So, okay. Back to one of my kind of main questions here. It is so annoying that my videos just stop because like ugh. anyway that's that never <laughs> happens i don't know what zoom's doing to me right now but back to one of my kind of original questions is um i guess the language that you use around it so you know the the wording that you choose to to use when you describe that you don't drink anymore is it sober non-drinker uh you know i had a drinking problem like what's the language you use yeah. Oh, good question. I guess yeah, I think sober is the one that I I go to. No, most people are, are. I haven't run into a situation yet over the last year where people ask why when I mm. go. Oh no, no. Wow. Thank you. Like that's because I, I I I just did a gig in Montreal where their big thing was it's they give away a free shot and <laughs> they it happened twice during the show and each time one of the servers brought me a shot i was like oh no thank you and they were totally cool with it it wasn't nice. like uh what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> free, exactly oh shot. yeah why not yeah. yeah yeah so i've i've been very very lucky in that regard um that i don't really have to explain myself all that often but i mean wow. I, I have no problem being like oh it's just not for me or oh i have a drinking problem or i'm sober or mm-hmm. everything like that so okay yeah. and did you use any or are you using any kind of like you know, support or, you know, recovery uh, program or anything like how you're, I guess, whoever you reach out to. I mean, even, I mean, I have like a sort of a melange of things I use now, including like therapy and stuff like this uh, is is part of it. My oversharing on Twitter all the time. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what I, I kind of created something as five years into it. It was like, what works for me? So have you found something that like, you know, you really can't do without in terms of how you get through the the days that maybe the heart, some of the days that are harder than others? Um, 
Well, for me, it really is just like the support system of other comics that have gone through it or other mm. just other performers that have gone through it. Like, uh, you know, I'm good friends with, I think you you have them coming up on the show, Wafik and, and yeah. Tom Hills. Yeah. So both those guys are like good friends of mine. Bobby's a good friend of mine. I have, there's a comedian, he used to be an Ottawa comic, but now he's a Toronto guy. His name's Alex Wood. Actually wrote a book about his struggle with sobriety called Float Like a Butterfly, Drink Mint Tea. Hmm. And it's full of just like, a, a bunch of basically tips that he took from AA, like playing the tape out and such mm-hmm. that I, that it really helps me if, if I mm-hmm. get an itch, you know, and, and it mm-hmm. helps with other things as well. I've, I have used it for, you know, my, my addiction to fast food and everything like, mm-hmm. okay, what's going to happen? I'm going to get the burger. It's going to yeah. feel great, but then I'm going to feel like crap right after, you know, like that's so it, that, that helps a lot. Does it bother you ever to be around people who are drinking? Like, you know, let's say, I don't know about your girlfriend or, you know, if you're around after a show or something like that, like, is that something you try to avoid or does it bother you? Um, not too, too bad. My girlfriend actually doesn't really drink. So that's like, she'll have like one drink a year. If oh, that. Wow. So yeah, so it's, it's that's, that's been okay. Um, I am, I have a, another podcast uh, with three other comedians and they always always bring drinks to the the podcast and i it doesn't bother me in the sense that i would be like hey guys i'm gonna need you to not and they're supportive enough that if i was to to ask they would be like no man don't like you don't want any of this trust Mm me um but every now and again like especially once you know the first hour is up in that show and the two guys are just like just out of their tree completely and Mm. i'm like man this does look like a lot of fun like i'm really (laughs) dialed into the conversation and i know i wouldn't be able to perform the extent that i want to but boy oh boy do i ever want a pbr right now (laughs) (laughs) okay so there's a good question is what do you miss about it or that life like is do you feel like there's something you miss about it or is it what you think you miss about it oh yeah i mean looking back i think I think I miss the camaraderie of yeah, like sharing right. your favorite beer with somebody being like, oh, I'm an IPA. And I can still have that conversation because I still like I still remember what I did drink. So I can be like, oh, yeah, I was more of a lager dude, you yeah. know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Sitting back and and I really did. I really did get into whiskey near the end of it. So there mm-hmm. are certain like. The, you know, it, it, there are certain things that I'll see at the, at the the top shelf of like a, you know, of a, a restaurant or a bar. And I'll be like, oh, that that would have been good. <laughs> but uh, now I'm I it doesn't really bother me all that much. Do you um, so you said like you try use or you, you drink near beer sometimes like what's what is that like? Is that like the zero point zero? Are you doing like the less than point five or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Less than 0.5. If I get a, if there's like a little bit of alcohol, like I need to have like, I need to drink six of them to get 1%. Right. Um, <laughs> that, that doesn't bother me. Um, uh, yeah. but, uh, I like, yeah, I like a good non-alcoholic beer. I think my favorite is probably the Corona ones, oh, okay. um, which is like, I, this is a, a weird time to be into that, but, uh, <laughs> the, the, the alcohol free Coronas taste exactly like a regular Corona. Right. And once they put the, and it's the ritual too, yes. the lime at the top, you push the lime through and you're like, oh, baby, this is some home. This <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweet relief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have like, there's a place in Ottawa now. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Bank Street. Uh, Kenyota drinks and he does like it's all non-alcoholic so he actually has some um, he's got the IP like a lot of like sober carpenters uh, he does and then he has like stuff that's kind of not trying to be alcohol but it's like 
it's what like you'd call sophisticated, complex drinks that like kids wouldn't like. Cause that's my problem. Eh? Like, I don't want to go right. to a restaurant and have like, you can either drink alcohol or you can have a Fresca nerd. Like I don't want to, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I want like something that is equally fancy and fun and creative and, you know, sophisticated and like in a fancy glass and like, you know, the bartenders made it all up for me. Just don't put alcohol in it, you know, like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So this, this place has wonderful options. There's like botanical gin and all sorts of like stuff that's kind of fizzy and everything. And then he also has stuff, you know, you're talking about you're into whiskey. Is that what you were into? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got like lots of things that are, they are like rum and rye and, and, um, that sort of stuff that are trying to taste like it, but without the alcohol. So that for people who want to still have the taste of alcohol or the taste of whatever it was they liked, like the rum and Coke or whatever, without the, you know, any of the after effects of like waking up and not knowing where you are. And that <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. I've yeah, never, it, never even heard of that. That's, uh, that's pretty, the pretty new ever. place. It's right at, um, queen and, and bank basically. Uh, oh, okay. You can do okay. tastings there. I just think it's such an awesome thing that, you know, you know, I think, I'm talking about this. You're talking about this in your, you know, when, when you do your standup, like there's now products out there marketed towards people who are not drinking, who are, you know, whether right. you're sober curious, whether you're a recovering alcoholic, whatever you want to say, if there's now products out there for us, you know, not, you know, that don't have alcohol in them. And I, I don't do the beer uh, side of it. I found that was a little, a bit of a slippery slope for me. Cause like I right. wanted the, I wanted the, effects of the beer, not just the taste of it. But I find like some of like more creative, fun, non-alcoholic stuff is wonderful, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. The only thing other than a non-alcoholic beer that I've ever heard of is I live in Smith's Falls. So I'm quite close to Perth Brewery Mm -hmm. and they've put out a seltzer water that has hops in it. Hmm. So it's a soda water. It's as if you were to go and get a bubbly, but instead of like a cherry shot, in the soda water, it's, it's tastes like a beer. Oh, that's interesting. And it's the worst thing I've ever had in my life, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's not, it's, it's something other than a near beer. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll give that a, give that a try and then never again. But you know, it's, yeah. No, you should definitely go. I mean, it's, I don't know if you go to the Marriott one anymore, but uh, like the Yuck Yucks, but it's right around the corner from that. But uh, this guy, like, it's so so wonderful to have like, oh my God, a special place just for me to go get like fun, fa- fancy. That's what it is. It's fancy stuff. And that's, that's the difference, right? Like, again, like I don't want to just drink a bubbly or like what my, you know, what my kids drink, like boring. Like I want to have the same kind of idea, like the ritual of like mixing a drink and you know, it's not everyone wants that. Right, it can right. be like, again, the slippery slope of like, well, if I'm enjoying the ritual too much, then but I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Like the botanical gin was so it's delicious. Like mixing that with like a tonic water or something like it's right. Right. It's back to like having a complex drink that like, I feel like I'm part of the gang, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'm definitely going to have to check. I'm at yucks. Uh, the, I'm hosting the first week or first weekend of uh, October. So I will be, I'm going to be at the Marriott every night. <laughs> well, there weekend, you go. So go check out uh, yeah. Ben, go check out my friend Benson at uh, Kenyota and he did not pay me to say any of this. So cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I just think like we need to support this kind of industry of like, you know, it's out there. And, and that's what's funny, fun about like 
uh, restaurants now, like they have mocktails on menus and, you know, it is getting more interesting, more, more options are out there. And, um, you know, some of the best drinks I've had at a restaurant or, you know, wherever it's been, when I say just have the bartender make whatever they want, they can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't have alcohol in it. And I get the most beautiful creations sometimes better than someone's boring glass of wine across from me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's interesting that they, they also try to like capture the flavor of the alcohol without the alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's that's, I find that so, cause it's like, it's po- the, the reason it tastes so bad to us is because it's poison. It's your body from right. the second it touches your lips. It's your body going, please, God, no. <laughs> you know, like, from the second, like the yeah. burning, all of it. So the that's, burning, that's, I know. There is yeah. still like, yeah, they're like, okay, that's this cr- is spicy. This is going to mimic spicy rum. And so I I had a sip when I was there the other time because I was just curious about like, I that's not what I'm interested in. That's not what I wanted to go do. I didn't want to mimic that. But I was like, oh, my God, like. Oh my God. All I can have flashbacks. It was so close. It right, was, the taste right. was so close. I was like, I am in my childhood bedroom getting drunk <laughs> <laughs> before I go to a bar. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. It's, wow. I mean, yeah. Why would you want to, t- I don't know why you want to taste that, but yeah. Yeah. Did you have a fear, uh, when you stopped drinking? Cause you know, I talked to a lot of people who are in this sort of a more creative industry, like a musician or a songwriter, um, you know, and we're talking about in comedy, did you have this fear when you stopped drinking that you would lose your creativity or some, you know, something would be lost when you stopped drinking? No, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm really grateful for is I've never been a, oh, I just had a, I just smoked a joint. I should go write some music or I just, you know, had a beer. I think I'm funnier now. Let me just crack open the notebook and try to write a couple of jokes. I've always been like insurmountably worse anything creative when I'm inebriated. Uh, So other than caffeine, caffeine is the one thing that it's it's, it's like I need caffeine uh, in order to function. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I was lucky in that regard that it's as soon as like alcohol touches my lips, the creative function of my brain shuts off and Mm. I just want to be I want to be fun. Mm-hmm. But funny and and you know actively putting together a set or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's been a little more challenging for me to like talk to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm at a networking event and I see someone that like works for Just for not that I'm at that stage yet, but yeah. just hypothetically, if I see yeah. someone that works for Just for Laughs and I know in my heart I have to go talk to them, that's mm-hmm. when I would want to reach for a drink. And so maybe I'll grab a, a coke or something and and then make my way over there. But yeah, that it, when it comes to being creative, hard no. <laughs> <laughs> so okay talking about like smoking weed is that is this like when you talk about being sober is there is it everything's off the table then or is it just alcohol no no i still i still smoke weed every now and again but i smoke weed because i i do quite a bit like i i I work every day and i Mm -hmm. I do stand up you know three to five nights a week i I know how i am with pot that i am a grab the chips and put on a funny (laughs) movie type of guy so i that's that isn't a it's not at it's not at my work. I don't have mm-hmm. to sell sell booze at the comedy club. I'm not selling pot at the comedy right. club, so <laughs> I don't have to like get a little stone and then go up there. And because I'm so I'm a, I'm a small dude. I'm like mm-hmm. five foot six on the best of days. Uh, <laughs> so it's like the smallest of tokes will just like destroy my brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not it. It's the worlds are too separate, and I don't do them enough that or I don't smoke weed enough that it becomes a a crutch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? So like, okay, but same, same sort of vein of like being in the 
the, you know, the line of work of comedy, do you feel like, you know, based on the advice you've been given from all these wonderful sober comedians and like the book and all that stuff, would you offer that kind of advice to someone who's, you know, coming into it that like, you don't need to be drunk or, you know, stoned to be funny, or you don't need to do this to perform or like, you know, if someone came to you and was like, what's your advice as a comedian who's sober, yeah. what are you telling them? If someone asked for my advice, I would, I would for sure give them advice on like, you know, what I did and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I would probably recommend the book because especially if you're in comedy, it is Mm -hmm. the, it's the perfect book to help you get sober, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I, cause I've seen, I've seen a couple of friends that maybe drink too much or a bit too like habitual with it that I've like, Mm -hmm. Hey man, like, are you okay? Is everything, (laughs) is everything a-okay at home and shit like that but Mm -hmm. i felt i feel weird doing that you know i don't want to i don't i don't want someone to spiral but it's hard for me to be the friend because i don't i mean we see each other at comedy shows and maybe the odd time outside of that who am i to say this isn't just someone's like routine whenever they're ready to go on stage and they do one show every two weeks so why would i why would i press you know but uh I don't know if someone has like the gout or something, it's like, Hey buddy, like, you should <laughs> you probably that put that down. down. Yeah. <laughs> so you're very young to, to get sober. And you talked about like how you also try to, you know, you stopped when you were like 1920, right? Like what made yeah. you, I mean, that to me, like, I just think like, Oh man, you've got so many years ahead of you. You're so lucky you did this oh, so yeah. young. Like I, you know, I was 36. I think (laughs) I can't do math, uh, when I stopped. So I just think like, wow, you have such a great, that's such a wonderful gift you've given yourself. Like, do you think about that at all? Like how you've saved yourself a whole lot of time and, and, uh, probably years of strife. Yeah. 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 And money too. I mean, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) I I look at a hundred dollars as a sacred thing and not something that just be like burned on a Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah. Can you, (laughs) would you think of that? I spent so much money on weekends. It's disgusting. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, cause I think of like, like therapy is about depending on where you go. Like I'm in a pretty cheap area. So it's like 150 bucks a session. Like therapy is about 600 bucks a month. So I'm spending the equivalent of like bettering my mental health <laughs> for an hour every week and someone to talk to that is a a mm-hmm. neutral going to give me not only a you know medical grade opinion but mm-hmm. a neutral opinion that I can talk to and vent about or <laughs> the other side is on Saturday night at around <laughs> nine o'clock I can just pour a bunch of liquor into myself you know that's it's like yeah, yeah. exactly and gain nothing oh yeah gain Lose not, a, not lot. a thing yeah not not a thing yeah yeah I can gain pancreatitis um that's <laughs> That's what I can get. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think about that uh, every now and again, especially being young. My girlfriend has helped out a lot because when I first quit, she was, it was, it was a her or the drink type of situation. Mm. And like we, mm. not that I'm not infatuated with her now, but at the time it was like, we were still in the honeymoon phase. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll do, I'll do whatever you want. I'll get a tattoo of your name on my face right here <laughs> under my left eye if you want me to. Um, so it was, um, that was that was pretty easy uh, to, yeah. to to quit, um, 
and then coming back into it, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was tricky because I was good at first. I was, I'll nurse one beer all night mm. that, you know, for like maybe even three or four months, like at around the age of 23, 22, 23, when I got back into it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. It's not, it's good. It's, this has no hold over me mm-hmm. uh, until it does. And that's, yeah. the, that's the, the tricky thing about social drinking. It's like, it doesn't seem like you have a problem until all of a sudden you do, you just like roll over and then you do and it's you don't see how did it progress how could it have possibly progressed into this and it's like well because you couldn't you couldn't turn the night off you couldn't get your head out of i'm at work yeah uh, until you had a drink you couldn't you know you couldn't function or relax or take your shoes off it became a ritual of like taking your shoes off and getting your your, in your slippers and then pouring yourself a drink and then sitting and watching tv Mm -hmm. it's like you know, if you, if, yeah. so much of it is a habit, I find like it's, it is yeah, a, yeah. a ritual, so, you know, and it's, it's harder when you have an addiction to it, but I find like we just, you know, like in our cultures, we associate so much of it with drinking so many things with drinking that it's just like, it becomes these ha- like, I talk to so many people who are just like, I don't think I have a problem, but like I drink every day just because why not? You get home from work and you have a drink and you do, yes, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's a ha- it's a very hard habit to break. And that's why you know, I, after dinner, I immediately go for something sweet. Like I have this habit in my head of like, this is, it's like this immediate, you know, ritual I go, I go to. And same like first thing in the morning, it's a coffee. Like it's these things where it's sometimes it's hard to differentiate habit versus like addiction too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I mean, it's, it's because drinking is a habit associated with everything from walking into a restaurant to getting a steak or getting something to eat to, I mean, go to a movie and don't have popcorn and watch how much you enjoy the movie. And now that popcorn is everywhere. You know, the popcorn is a side dish with everything. Have you ever had a burger with a salad? Makes the burger way worse, way worse if it's not fries. Exactly. Do you, okay. So you were a musician or you were, you are, you were in sort of like that scene. You're, you're in the, this, like sort of the comedy, like, you know, these are, in my mind associated with like, it's nighttime, it's like clubby kind of feeling you're Mm -hmm. surrounded by people who are drinking. Do you think this sort of exacerbated your uh, like, or maybe sped up your realization that you had a problem, like because of what you were doing, like the, where, where you were, who you're surrounding yourself with, like your, you know, the environment you in, you're in, I guess. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I can pinpoint. Cause I mean, I'm self-aware enough to to be able to locate, oh, this this might not be good, you know, that instance. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting a, a, a shot purchased for me on stage when I was still playing like bars in Kingston and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a tequila shot and I, you know, was playing a guitar solo and I took the tequila shot and I just took it and I didn't make a face. And I was 19, maybe 20 years old, and I did Mm. not make a face taking a tequila shot. (laughs) And I remember having this thought, like, that's probably not a good thing, Logan. And then, but then immediately just going back to playing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I mean, I had the same, something similar where it was just like a a flash of like, I drink differently than everyone else. I'm like, well, push that thought down. Ignore it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The first time your dad is like, you took that like a glass of water. And you're like, yeah, I know. Cool. Right. No. No, actually. <laughs> I fear. I am in fear right now. <laughs> yeah. What does your family think about uh, about your new sobriety journey here? Uh, they're they're indifferent to it. I'm a little little estranged with mm-hmm. my family. Not it's not that we don't talk or communicate with each other. It's just that they um, are 
there. <laughs> that's the best way that I can. That's the best way. I don't really go to my parents for like, if I need advice, it's not, they're not really the first on the calling sheet. So, right. Yeah. I mean, like I, and I always ask that because it's, I grew up surrounded by drinking and sobriety wasn't an option. And right, like, it right. was, you know, not drinking was never presented as like something, Hey, you know, you could not drink all weekend. Right, right, <laughs> Did you yeah. know that? Like, well, you are. So, you know, like no one was saying, Hey, sober is an option too. It was just an automatic thing. So, I mean, I grew up surrounded by it. And when I stopped drinking, I think everyone, it kind of made everyone look at their own uh, habits as well. And kind of like, Oh, we're using that word now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like I grew up in the country. So like in high school, like there was so much underage drinking, but it's, yeah. it was Odessa, Ontario with a population <laughs> of 800 people. Like the cops would pull you over and they would be like, Oh, you're not driving tonight, but I'll give you a ride to the LCBO if you want one. They don't care. They would drop the beers off at the kids parties and be like safe. All right. I don't want to have to come back here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm from Belleville, so it's like a not too far of a step uh, away yeah, from so that. Yeah, so you get exactly <laughs> what I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you pass those exits on the 401, you're like, oh, we're in God's country. <laughs> like, yeah, open the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn left on Front Street to misery. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so grateful that you are open about this, you know, uh, that you're talking about it, that you're, you know, making light of it and, you know, in whatever way you choose to do, because I think that it doesn't have to be a serious thing. And I think that that's partly why I wanted to talk to you today is because that's how I look at it. Like, I don't want everyone to think like, oh, you don't drink like doom and gloom, you know, you must be miserable. Like, actually I'm happier than I ever was before. I'm funnier than I was (laughs) before. And I think that that, you know, you're showing that too, right? Like it's not just because I don't drink doesn't mean I'm not fun or funny or a general pleasure to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. This was a lot of fun. So Logan was such a great guest, easy to talk to, always fun to be able to have some laughs when you're talking about addiction and recovery and just being honest about it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Thanks for listening. See you next time.